This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Gamefly, and you listeners right now can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LaserTime to get a free month's worth of Gamefly. He comes laser time, the internet's 19th leading pop culture show. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me? This is Sam. This is Jeremy. And uh, my, I call you my smart sciencey boys. Yeah. From, <laughs> from smart boys. Generous. From our lightning episode, I'm a big dummy when it comes to science, but I occasionally get fascinated with things. And mm-hmm. I've known Sam for fucking decades and Jeremy for a, much less. But like when I need something explained to me about history or science, I'm like, does it work? And so that's why you folks are here. And that we have a lot of history. That's these are the experts I talk about for laser time where we take a topic every week. That is very generous. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But 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 I mean there is no expert on this because this is something theoretical. Oh, I'm the expert. And um in uh, in in this the topic this week, we usually choose a topic, grab a bunch of sound effects, do a little research, find our own little experts. Uh, about dumb shit, and as someone who grew up <laughs> obsessed with sci-fi, and I think you know, that's part of the reason Star Wars is so popular is because like it's good sci-fi in film, and there wasn't a lot of that at the time, right? And a lot of the imitators didn't work for people either. But Star Wars continued to work for people because people love sci-fi, especially kids. And I grew up just—if you grew up obsessed with like Ray Bradbury short stories and mm-hmm. watching uh, black and white sci-fi movies at late, late at night over UHF television. I wanted to talk about Planet X. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, yes. and if I may plug the one of the best products of the previous year, the Criterion Godzilla box set. I was like, this is, looks great. I can never afford that. And then I think they realized that and they have the price in like two weeks <laughs> and I got it in a, in, in a holiday sale but it's it's a bunch of Godzilla movies that have never ever been made available in America before it, the, the only weird thing we don't it, this is neither here nor there but um, it's Toho is a jerk when it comes to Godzilla shit yeah. and Criterion's like yeah we want to include the English dubs and like we don't like those you can only mm-hmm. use our dubs so like I like subtitles mm-hmm. I get it yeah, don't not trying to have a subs versus dubs argument, but nah. the idea that like these movies have been on television for fifty years with certain dubs, and people wanted to see that, and they're like, no, no, you have to read, you have to read the subtitles, and like, what's the point in buying your movie? You'll never allow me to see it the way I saw it for fifty years. Yeah, right. It's it's almost evil. So, but other than that, like it that the box set comes in a beautiful book with mm-hmm. great illustrations, and the last page is eight DVDs of the entire show of Godzilla. End of plug. Maybe I'll put a link on lasertimepodcast.com if you want to support us and buy it through there. It'll be great. Um, it's, 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 I love, am I the only one who loves Godzilla movies? I was, ne- I never got into Godzilla. Me neither. Honestly. I mean, um, I have a really good friend who is a diehard Godzilla fan, so he's been getting me into it more recently, mm-hmm. but what, never anything I grew up with. Well, it's, 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 if you like sci fi and if you mm-hmm. like wrestling, <laughs> Godzilla right. essentially became a wrestling franchise. What is the Godzilla movie you've been trying to sell me on? The more recent one, which uh, one? The Shin Godzilla. Oh, yeah, Shin, Shin Godzilla. Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Do I not still... fuck. Around. Do not sleep on Shin Godzilla. I, I want one. to watch that so bad. I can just never remember to do it. That should have had a parasite moment where, like, everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. "Drop what you're doing and watch this societally important." 
Because the original Godzilla movie was like a nation coping, the only nation right. atomically attacked. Yeah. That's why I like Godzilla yeah. primarily is because of the real cultural impact that it had in like what it yes. and stood for. A traumatized That's nation dealing what with I, what the fuck right. is this going to do to us in our in our environment? Yeah. And it made more sense there. And yeah. then the Americanized version is like, eh, monster. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the Japanese, like you should see both. It's They're both really interesting. Yeah. I, want, I really want to see Shin Godzilla. I just... Never fucking remember. Shin you. Godzilla I, is so great. I watched Shin Godzilla at Cap City Video Lounge mm, here in town. Me too. With a bunch of diehard Godzilla fans. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen Shin Godzilla and I sat and watched it. And afterwards, you know, all my friends who've been like, oh my God, what did you think? How'd you like it? Mm. I'm like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it a comedy? And the look they it's, gave me was like the most confused slash disgusted look I've ever gotten in my life. Well, they're wrong. Right. It, it was hilarious to it, me. It's, like, it's, it's a funny movie. It's an incredibly dark comedy. You will be right. introduced to more characters than in an entire series of The Wire yeah. about like Homeboy's frustration with uh, yeah. the, the tsunami disaster and the idea right. like we have the Godzilla is not a bipedal monster. It's this lumbering thing with eyes barely forming mm. in front of everybody. Like, how do mm-hmm. we deal with this? Like, we have to bring oh, it up the yeah. chain. And it's it's the layers of bureaucracy yes. that come to fixing a very very hard problem. It's it's yeah. a it's a scathing condemnation of the Japanese government, right? And, right, and the right. movie is and, and Godzilla is not a full not even a fully formed monster. And I don't mean that like in the script. I mean like right. he's gestating and like growing shit and new powers you've never seen him have. <laughs> and just he's a slithering blob in mm-hmm. the beginning, yeah, like just knocking over boats and ruining canals. And they have no idea how to deal with it. There is blood spilling out through this fucking tunnel yeah. in the city, and we have no idea what to do. And you just see like a bunch of like Japanese bureaucrats keeping putting on their best face and yeah. kicking it up to their bosses, who none <laughs> yeah. of them have any idea nope. what to do. And it it is supposed to be a comedy, okay? The a good comedy. They, they were like, I don't. I've never seen it that way. Yeah. I don't know where you got that. Like I'm like. Okay, I guess I'm just not a Godzilla guy. I well, guess. It's, I don't it's know. just I that, like, like I mean, I, I bring up Star Wars just because, like, I think nowadays our cup runneth over with mm-hmm. uh, with content, and people delight in adapting comics and science fiction stuff. Whereas before, like, it was rough. Like, Star Wars exists because George Lucas wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie, and the Flash Gordon people got uppity and said, yeah. "No, this is too <laughs> important to be made into a movie by the American graffiti guy." So he yeah. made it. And I, I don't know, as a little kid like I just I had a library card and I read a ton of comics and a ton of old science fiction, and that's where I got to like I, and so leading me to today where I I I looked forward to Godzilla movies coming on the air and that box mm-hmm. set came out and I can finally watch Monster Zero slash Godzilla versus Monster Zero in Japan called Invasion of the Saucer things. I I forget. Like, it's a title I don't know it as. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, like, it starts off with an expedition to an unknown planet and... It's the one of the only discs that has a, a English dub, and I was watching it while I worked, and then I just hear this in the background. Dr. Sakurai, the newly discovered planet is located just beyond the body we know as Jupiter. Is that correct, sir? True. Why wasn't it discovered before? Planet X is very dark. We cannot observe it with telescopes. The new planet was discovered by Central Observatory while they were tracing strange radio waves. Gentlemen... I can now announce to you that Planet X has been causing our recent magnetic disturbances. Doctor, is there intelligent life on Planet X? We can't tell yet. It's possible that there is. I love 
this shit. And even mm-hmm. when we see modern mm-hmm. sci-fi, I can only think of like Interstellar and maybe Ad Astra that like deals with, mm-hmm. I don't know, like every space movie we see now deals with human problems. Like we're going stir crazy. Am I being cloned on the moon? It's always <laughs> a human thing, but mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not nostalgic for a time I never lived through, but I'm nostalgic for entertainment that like, I don't know. Have you ever read Bray Bradbury's The Martian Chronicles? Yes. It's like yeah. it's like sixteen short stories about what might be on Mars when we thought there could be anything other than dust. It's a <laughs> it's a wonderment that we have that stems from a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it yeah. it perfect. You brought up the the Martian Chronicles, mm-hmm. which is perfect because that stemmed from an actual scientist. I've, I'm blanking on his name right now, who was studying the surface of Mars mm-hmm. with a telescope, and when he was looking through the telescope at Mars, he saw what appeared to him as canals. And he would draw, he would record maps of these canals. But turns out, after years and years and years, what he was actually looking at was the reflection on the glass of the telescope of his eye right. blood vessels. Yes. And because reading this. your eye blood vessels don't change very much, time after time, he was drawing these canals, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He was actually just recording his blood vessels from his <laughs> eye being reflected. He, you know, he looked. And when he announced that he had found these canals, mm-hmm. these like obviously man-made, you know, quote unquote canals, that the world went insane. Like, yeah. The wor- we were totally convinced there was life on Mars. It was just a matter of getting there and finding them. Yeah. And figuring out what they know. And mining are their resources to death. Anyway, um, I, th- again, there is that aspect to it, and that's not the thing. I'm the a new frontier to conquer. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, from Star Trek, the idea that like there's undiscovered things out there. Let's check it out. Definitely, sure. and it's like that was conveyed in almost all, in a lot more media than it is now. Mm-hmm. Every time you see a space movie, it's all about like who's going to succumb to isolation madness first <laughs> or in murder the crew. It's never an outside factor because we are no longer curious or interested in theorizing mm-hmm. about aliens or different worlds because we kind of have a little bit of, we have modern perspective on things right yeah and, and yeah. there's still a lot of like unknowns out there like yes we have like telescopes that can see planetary bodies to some degree but a lot of what we understand like uh of there being like a planet here in this other solar system is mm-hmm. just like you can't necessarily see it it's just like oh well there's this change of radiation here between mm-hmm. these two bodies Whew. therefore that must be a planet you Absolutely. know what i mean right so there's still like a lot of like stuff that's unknown but i feel like people have kind of abandoned the idea of like aliens visiting I th- the earth i think you know? they've right. abandoned hope of like yeah. seeing something cool it's because you see those articles like scientists might have discovered a new planet and like you read the article and like we're still we're still decades away from knowing. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Because you can't and, see it. It's like I mean, if right. something is like ten thousand light years away, I mean, you don't have and a telescope then, that can actually it, see it. So it, researching just, this article, mm-hmm. they they don't see a planet. They see conditions that might surround a planet. Sure. If we can at one point be looking through a telescope when this is in the right orbit, mm-hmm. when we're facing the right way. Yeah. This will take years. I mean, even a black hole is just like you're seeing the absence of something. Right. You know, you're not even seeing the Well, we're studying the the effect it has on gravity around it. Yeah. It's literally bending the light and gravity around it, and we don't see it. We can just see the ripples around it. Like, when we first discovered a black hole, we're like, 
what the hell is this disturbance here? You know, that's you guys, all we could see. You guys are so in the right frame of mind for oh, what I want to talk about. Because when I was a little kid, reading all this entertainment hard. and watching all this this 50 sci-fi entertainment, Planet X is brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's both an ingenious plot device. It's a hilarious well, scientific it's a real term. phenomenon. It like, is. Because, and like, we will talk, based like, on... We will talk about it. Because that's... Mm-hmm. that's Again, it's it's super sciency. I don't even have a lot to talk about here, but it's just the idea that like I grew up like I remember my dad having to finally explain to me that like mm-hmm. st- stop talking about planet. We're never going to Planet X because that's <laughs> not a thing. But it was for a long time. In the same way we talk about lightning as like a naive plot device for right. a thing a natural phenomenon we don't understand. Planet X just like the brilliance of its name. It's a fucking variable. Every sci-fi thing got to like. Well, it's just fucking Planet X. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not Mars anymore. We know what that looks like. And we will talk... I want to talk way more about this when we get back from this short break. Thank you, fine folks, for listening. Hope you're not too bored. But you know what the perfect solution is for being bored and always has been? Goddamn video games. <laughs> That's why this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. And just so you know, you listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial of the service. What is Gamefly? It's like net- It's like Netflix, but for games, you should know that by now. You create a queue. They ship out uh, two to three games to you. It's up to you. You play them for as long as you want, ship them back, and they'll just keep on shipping stuff from your queue. This is a great way to save money on not only playing a bunch of new releases, a bunch of old releases, because not only does Gamefly have over 8,000 titles ranging from PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, PS Vita, they go all the way back to the original Wii, the original Xbox, PS2 in certain cases. I know, right? And to sweeten the service even more, Gamefly allows you to buy a game back. Have you kept it out for a long time? Do you want to just keep it? Are you that settled into the multiplayer? You can buy that game back from Gamefly fly at an extremely reduced cost and they'll send you the box and manual as if you purchased it anywhere else once again you don't have to take my word for it you can get started with a 30-day free trial for yourself by going to gameflyoffer.com slash laser time would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time it supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Hi guys, I wanted to ask you one single simple question, but don't answer just yet. And that was, and that's the people out there listening: is what was a movie that terrified you as a child? Most of Laser Time, most of Laser Time came from me being going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, and you caused me to do that the other day because you had to bring up Benji the Hunted. <laughs> Benji the Hunted as the movie that scared you the most when you were a little kid. Well, no, I'd say Not more, the most. more like traumatized. I've got I've got two for scared though. We can okay. I've got two. Okay, this is part of the rabbit hole. I love looking up old Siskel and Ebert clips. It's really, really funny when all they do is yell at one another. And for of all movies to fight over, Benji <laughs> the Hunted like they are screaming at each other. They are apoplectic about their 
about their their misunderstanding over Benji the fucking hunted. Oh, you're wrapping yourself in in the flag of children, and I'm saying go see the Black Stallion instead. There's a film with little dialogue. Oh, much on. better. I'm not wrapping myself in the flag of children. You're wrapping yourself in the flag of the sophisticated film. No critic boredom. Seen it all. No boredom. Boredom with I Benji running. I don't think that any child is going to be <laughs> bored by this movie. And indeed, I found the nature photography to be very interesting myself. I recommend film for kids that are good. The Black Stallion is a great film. This is. Oh, well, I recommend. <laughs> Like, I hope we just emphasized your podcast is garbage. Skull <laughs> and Ebert are way better at arguing about movies. And what's really funny is that Benji the Hunted came out the same day as Full Metal Jacket. And he's giving him shit because Roger Ebert gave Benji the better score. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. ready to talk about <laughs> you know Planet i am X. i got into it like I, I went down this rabbit hole from uh godzilla but i'll, I'll introduce you to a couple uh, just we always like to play fun sound sound clips but a lot of this comes from literature because mm. uh, it, it was used a ton in science fiction short stories right those pulps of the yeah and like I, I love um one of my favorite authors is kurt vonnegut mm-hmm. he, he's the one i i, I remember Writing at length, he became a writer in like his 40s when he had like three kids of his own and had to inherit his dead sister's three other kids. Uh, He's like a 40-year-old father of six, but found a job writing science fiction stories through magazines. So there was a huge appetite for science fiction stories. Big time. And I sort of missed every time I go to like Tomorrowland or watch the. I love the Venture Brothers. Because they always say the show, oh, the yes. show's about failure, but they basically live in Tomorrowland, a version of the '60s where the the sky was not the limit, where mm-hmm. like we were eventually going to go to space, and like the idea that like we as even kids don't think about that anymore. Why would they? Yeah, I'll never go I mean, to space or meet a different a different race of uh, planetary life. It's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, when was the last like major space mission from right. the United States? Like in the early aughts? I don't recall. I, well, I mean, that's well, I remember the Challenger just, exploding, and then no, like, but I mean, like Discovery. Like, do you remember that blowing yeah, up? That was yeah. like what two thousand three or something like. I can't recall. No, but. the thing is, it's, it's I don't think it's gotten any less exciting, and we're de- certainly not going into space any less mm-hmm. now. It's just. I think the uh, expectations have changed a little well, bit. It's it's like I think before it was we're not groundbreaking going... for us to you know put a piece of metal outside of our atmosphere, and now it's yeah. a Wednesday, you know, like yeah. So yeah, but put it, a robot it, but like, on yeah. Mars or whatever, but, yeah. but it's not for the same yeah. reasons to like boost my cell phone signal instead of like we're we're. We want to go dance with aliens well, on, yeah. on the edge of Venus. The and, International Space Station is rocking harder than ever these days. And really? They're doing all kinds of tests up there. Um, That's I, right, because they can stream from there now. Right. I believe currently they're doing a test where they have a, a, a pair of twins, uh, astronauts, and one of them is spending like the longest anyone has ever spent in space, like mm-hmm. up in the um, uh, space station, and the other one is staying right here on Earth. And twins, identical twins, they are identical genetically. Everything about them is the exact same. So in this case, we have a control and a um, a test. And when they come back, they've already run tests. Apparently, people who come back from space are physically younger 
you know, like they're huh? the telomeres. Well, I guess like are well, oh, is that from just being farther away from a source of gravity or probably uh, we don't know, but yes, that's like what half we, the reason the people on Fox News look the way yeah. they do is gravity is vicious to the face. Uh, and if you're a lady, it's it's a mean to the tits. Have you seen these streams <laughs> from the space station? They look bloated. These people, because I mean, they're you know middle aged folks. They've been in gravity all their zero life. gravity and exposure and now, to the sun. And, yeah, like their faces like aren't drooping down the way that we expect them. So they look uncanny. They look like bloated corpses. I don't mean to be morbid, right. but they look no, weird. That, it's a, weird. I like, remember a Ray Bradbury story called, they always have such hoity-toity names. Oh, yes. Dark they were and golden-eyed. And it's just like, eventually, people living on Mars, you wouldn't recognize them because after, I think Bradbury gives it like 10 years, but like mm-hmm. in like a, in like a generation living in space you wouldn't look the same right and we don't there are no movies that represent this at all ever and or or television i haven't watched more of the expanse i've always wanted to see more of the expanse i need to watch more of that i do that shit was excellent when it's a now the aliens of um shit what was that one but recently here's here like let me let me catch i want to catch the pop culture fans back in oh sorry tons of games have been set there uh activision's uh, galaxy 5000 racing game just set on planet x it was an acceptable setting not unlike how we talked about lightning as an acceptable device to give you superpowers planet x was just a place that you could set whatever you wanted because it it meant everything and nothing at the same time and uh like groot i believe is from planet x <laughs> according to, <laughs> to marvel groot? lore the oh, groot wow. he uh, of of he is fame is from there uh i have a dumb little clip and this is Again, I keep talking about like an exploration of me being old. I grew up obsessed with comics, and all we have are—I feel like all we have are comic book movies. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing, so like I would go to this one video store that specialized in not just new shit, but like everything they could. And they—I love the Fantastic Four, and they had a fan. We have a Fantastic Four cartoon. It never occurred to me that this was from 1967, <laughs> and that it's terrible. It was just like. I'm getting a Fantastic Four cartoon. I'm as happy as can be. This shit is an abomination and one of the worst (laughs) things I've ever seen in my life, and I recommend it to no one. And I think Marvel just, like, you can watch it for free on their website because it is worth nothing. (laughs) It is is all bad, even worse than the comics that were out, that it was adapting. Uh, But even, like, Fantastic Four had visited Planet X from, like, their, uh, from, like, their ninth, from, like, their seventh comic book. They went to Planet X. Air Cargo, the antidote gas. <laughs> My people are on the launching pad, loading your subjects. You may now leave Planet X. You have saved my subjects and my power. I no longer need you. Take the spaceship that brought you here and leave. There's, there's something about me getting drunk and high and like, I need my science fiction to sound like Shakespearean actors in my last suits giving orders. I love it. I love it so much. I had a bad feeling about that Full face beard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to keep on going because uh, Kurgo's up to no good. By the way, I very much remember this. That's from ah. Prisoners from Planet X. Uh, their whole their whole world is about to explode, and the Fantastic Four have to help. Are portaled in to help get them off. Oh, and okay. very limited animation. <laughs> it I is see. the worst. But like, uh, yeah, as someone who grew up obsessed with this kind of stuff, I always love seeing Planet X and little bit of history on Planet X. This is this is my book report period. And I don't know if this is the same guy you're talking about, but I I I read what you're talking about mm-hmm. in researching this. Planet X, the name and just entity was theorized and eventually discredited by mathematician and astronomer Percivus Lowell. He did come the Mars Canals 
like all of his ideas are kind of discredited, mm-hmm. but his methods for looking at like finding the stuff yeah. would eventually help us discover everything in space. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, after the discovery of Neptune in the mid 19th century, <laughs> so this is cowboy times. <laughs> it should. But again, like, Cowboys are dumb as shit. Try and, right. try and think of one of them discovering old Neptune. I was to say, Neptune's a long fucking way away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, long way away. So, so the, like, apparently uh, Lowell posited that uh, there was an unseen planet that was responsible for these gravitational orbital irregularities mm-hmm. in Neptune and Uranus. I am not going to say urine and anus in the same word. Mm-hmm. I will not do that. What a terrible name. His, his me- <laughs> so his method, well, his method said to help the discovery of Pluto, which was discovered after his death. Right. Uh, it was eventually determined that Pluto was too small to have even caused that. Mm-hmm. But like, remember, there was a time on the news, and I couldn't find any clips of this because no one uploads any news from the 1950s, hmm. uh, that... <laughs> That Planet X was replaced with Pluto in the public's mind, and no, because that, that that was the planet they couldn't see, yeah, for fifty years that might have been causing gravitational. And it still changes status every so yep. many years. I feel like I mean, yeah. it's, there are either eight or nine major planetary bodies in the uh, solar system. Uh, I think Planet X is also called yeah. Planet Nine, and I think mm-hmm. that's. The brilliance of the name. The name X was supposed to represent a, an undiscovered variable, and then to be determined later. And Pluto eventually replaced that moniker in in nineteen thirty. Mm. But uh, the, the name was done as a tribute to Lowell, uh, the Pluto, by the way, because it's uh, part of his, the first two letters of his initials. Mm. Oh, okay. And Lowell Pluto had nothing to do with Disney horse shit. Uh, and, but the the, the <laughs> search for Planet X, like you can look up Planet X now. Like there's Planet X news from like last month yeah 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 and and it, it's they just attribute it to no we might have discovered a planet beyond neptune yeah well and it's planet x now we're super hot into looking for exoplanets which are planets outside of our solar system mm-hmm. and like uh like you said it's it's super duper hard to find them because stars give off light you know mm-hmm. we can see them planets do not so in order to find them in the dark reaches of space, we have to wait until they pass in front of a star, whenever right. that may be, if they do. If they do. Right. So I remember only recently I saw Jupiter in a telescope, mm-hmm. in it, a really high-power telescope when I was on the eclipse line in yeah. Idaho, mm-hmm. and it looked like a fucking cartoon. You would yeah. never recognize it as a planet. It was just a white silhouette of what I know Jupiter to look like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like... Is this a Truman Show joke? Like, how do we, what evidence do we have? Like, I'm really trusting scientists here to know that this is real. But Jupiter is a good point because it's it ties into why we believe there's a planet X. For, uh, mm. You've probably heard that Jupiter is so large and massive that its gravitational force actually redirects what are called Apollo that come close to Earth and nearly hit us, mm-hmm. but Jupiter's giant mass curves them away to not hit us. Right. Oh, they I... think it might not be Jupiter, but a super giant planetoid. Yeah. That is out either outside what's called the Oort cloud, which is the um asteroid field that yes. surrounds our solar system. The, the Kuiper Belt, or uh, well, there's the. The Kuiper Belt is just after Mars. It, oh. We believe that that's an asteroid field that separates mm-hmm. the rock giants from the gas giants. Mm-hmm. And they, we believe that was a rock giant itself 
that was hit by something and destroyed. And then just hovers around our orbit. Right. Yeah. Because it, where it's where a planet could be, mm-hmm. would be, but it's just an asteroid field. And, you know, Mars has adopted two of the biggest uh, asteroids as moons, Deimos and Phobos. That's another story. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I played Doom. <laughs> I know about that shit. But yeah. outside of Pluto, mm-hmm. Pluto is actually considered to be part of what is what we call the Oort cloud, which mm-hmm. is a super massive asteroid field that completely encapsulates our solar yeah, system. Yeah, like I only I saw like a YouTube video that like made sense of it for me. Like, well, why can't you just see it if it's beyond Pluto? And it's like <laughs> everything in the space beyond Pluto mm-hmm. in terms of radius is like exponentially more than the space within it where right. all of the planets we do know and have mapped yeah. also exist. R- real dark. <laughs> yeah. Real dark. Really far away. Really dark. I mean, you got some sunlight there, but it's still... <laughs> yeah. It's empty space. Well, it's very and, dark. And, that's, uh, and I wanna, I'll get into more of this later. Uh, the, there is... Still a Planet X out there, allegedly, or like, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. sci- some scientists like, I don't want to call it Planet X because it's had so much representation in media as a real entity. They don't mm-hmm. like scientists turn up their nose at the idea of calling yeah. it Planet X. But that's the name it's been given, and it's mm-hmm. estimated to have, I don't know, some, as I recall, reading uh, an orbit that takes like, I don't know, 10,000 years, yes. 50,000 years, something crazy <laughs> yeah, like that. It's fucking insane. So, and they can't even, they're, they're, all, like, they're basing it all on gravitational reactions mm-hmm. of other it's celestial bodies. Like, we don't know if this generation will discover it, but we're <laughs> yeah. doing what we can to lay the groundwork. Yeah. And that's the beauty of science in general. Like, uh, and there's still a planet X out there theorized by Caltech researchers as recently as uh, 2019 to be up to 10 times of Earth's mass and 20 times further from the sun. Taking twenty up to twenty thousand years to orbit, according <laughs> to these Caltech researchers, but uh, it's not been discovered, so there's no name given. Uh, well, the theory is similar to Lowell's. Uh, it is they think it's what causes strange patterns in the Kuiper Belt, the asteroid belt. Mm-hmm. Jeremy previously mentioned, and things beyond Neptune. Uh, and, the, and I didn't know this. The naming rights go to whoever finds it, which is why they don't name a thing mm-hmm. until they until find it's found. Yeah, Got it. and then and then finally. You know, Jeff Bezos can name it after his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he'll be the highest yeah, yeah. bidder. The planet Bezos. Oh, Twitter's <laughs> going to love that. Uh, and, uh, which scientists are still trying to do, and they're unsuccessful as hell. Uh, even with the, I love pointing that out, the most powerful technology of all time. When you mm-hmm. want to make fun of Percival Loyal, he has nothing to use. And it's just a theory he, based on like, you know how much more powerful your phone is than Sam and I's first computer? Right. Like yeah. now imagine then, that technology applied to telescopes and yeah. observatories. Like I think those people are like crazy geniuses because I can barely they understand are. this. And yeah. they had no instruments. No instruments of any time. Uh they nickname it uh Planet Nine, which is both rude to Planet X, uh, and a outright slap in the face it might to be fucking rude Pluto. To Pluto too. It's <laughs> rude to Pluto. Yeah. That's I had that written down. Because uh, I loved Pluto as a little kid. I ate yeah. I ate dinner every day on a solar system placemat. So, like, the, the placement of the planets, according to that probably horrible, topographically horrible map, is embedded in my brain. And the idea mm-hmm. that, like, when they took Pluto away, I love that Rick and Morty episode. Like, yeah. I'm not ready to accept this, despite your rationale. I, I want to be irrational about, you, about this. Have you looked up the size of Pluto relative to any other planet that we know of? It's tiny. It's, like... 
super tiny. It's like uh, it was it was barely bigger than like a meteor, you know. Well, it is a big icy meteor. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and when when you finally grasp the scale of like how small we're talking, it gets a little easier. Like, okay, maybe not a planet. You know, it's a planetoid. I know, I know, but it's 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 sort of like a like. You're dating a girl, but you don't want to make her your girlfriend because you're out there. Like the real one's probably out there. Like <laughs> maybe there isn't. Maybe there is nothing else to discover, and Pluto should just be a planet because it's the last one we'll ever see. Like just settle, settle for Pluto. <laughs> but hey, I think Pluto gets plenty of love. Does it? We're talking about Pluto right now. Go, I, uh, go for it. Uh, I mean, like Pluto is like I think Pluto's uh, demotion, if you will, has <laughs> given Pluto more uh, publicity than they than he. It would have ever gotten she. <laughs> all planets are girls. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all planets are butts. Uh, uh, and 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 that and I, and it was actually kind of hard for me to figure out because like while we have like great wikis and uh, fan websites, a lot of fan websites to like literature are like in the realm of archive.org at this point they didn't <laughs> renew their hosting yeah and and i remember reading i have, i remember stumbling upon this like several years ago which is how much planet x was used in literature and it's like legit hard to find at this point and so and obviously we love grabbing you sound clips so i wanted to grab sound clips and there was so and like and again i apologize in advance this feels indulgent but <laughs> Every once in a while, like most of Blazer Time episodes are about my personal curiosity mm-hmm. and through pop culture, and it sends me down this rabbit hole. So I'm not only like looking this up, I'm like where the fuck did I see all this Planet X shit before? Hell yeah! And I uh, I found the fu- like uh, the funniest one that no one will really recognize it, but I like that like filmmakers I admire mm-hmm. love this movie from uh, 1951, The Man from Planet X. At yeah, the time, it was. One. Do you know this one? Yeah, I do. How did you see it? Did you end up seeing it? Like I, a long time ago. Yeah, because it's right. memorable. Because the man from Planet X, it's like that is a, the most paper mache fucking head I've ever seen in my entire life. But it's, it's still horrifying. <laughs> I don't recall that much about it, but I, I, I think it informed my general understanding of like what Planet X is, which is this like phantom celestial mm-hmm. body that will come near earth and might destroy earth or might affect earth in some way. Oh, yeah. we'll get there. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to plug the whole bit off of Give that. I, I, I cannot wait. Cause at this point it's just a, a theoretical planet. We don't know what's on it. We just know it's there. Oh, I know what's yeah. on it. Uh, and so and it's probably going to have paper mache hat guys, uh, who want to do this. What's his appearance here mean at midnight when the planet is at its closest approach to earth, an invasion will be launched. <laughs> and, and like um, uh, Spielberg credits the speaking through music uh, to the aliens in Close Encounters to this film because that's how they end up communicating with the fella through beeps and bloops. Ba, 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 ba. And uh, Joe Dante, if you ever watch Trailers from Hell, it's a great series that Joe Dante does. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot about it there and um, he loves it so, so much. If you've seen the wonderful Looney Tunes back in action, he licensed it. And, oh, like, man. The alien is in 2003's Looney Tunes back in action. I want to see that movie so bad. It's it's wonderful. Me and Kevin were talking about that at brunch today. It's actually. so much better than Space Jam. Dude. And no one wants to talk about it. Dude, I know. I read an article that. Uh, Space sorry. Jam is a bad Michael Jordan movie yes. featuring Looney Tunes. Great soundtrack, though. Yes. I stand no by No one's that saying soundtrack. it's 30, 30 track soundtrack <laughs> yeah. with songs, even a duet between Barry White and Chris Rock. That is a thing that exists on the what? Space Jam soundtrack. Okay. I gotta, it's not just Quad City DJs. Right. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I thought, I'd like to think we're doing our own Space Jam right here, Millennials. Uh, I think. 
Yes. Yes, fellow millennials. <laughs> My biggest Steve Buscemi skateboard. Uh, but, and this is indulgent because uh, I found a movie called this. It's The Strange World of Planet X if you're in England and Cosmic Monsters here in the US. And I just couldn't stop watching it. Like I'm doing all this Planet X research. I'm already sold. It's it's a little slice of wonderful. The, the newspaper reports. <laughs> I love I love shit like that. But like the news because when there was only one news source in a movie, when there's only one news source in the world, when you see it in the movie, the newspapers are reporting this, and like they're telling the movie's telling us this is all fact. Uh, the newspapers <laughs> are reporting UFO like disturbances. Mr. Smith, one or two questions I'd like to ask you. Where do you come from? Uh, Jimmy, I. Uh... I'm afraid that's going to be a kind of an awkward question for him to answer, isn't it, Mr. Smith? Yes, indeed. Uh, you said that some of the RAF boys had reported unidentified objects flying south. Yes, that's right. Usual sort of nonsense. Yes, well, this time it wasn't nonsense, I'm afraid. Was it, Mr. Smith? I landed here shortly after your first disastrous experiment. Landed? What are you talking about? Well, this is difficult. Let me put it this way, Mr. Murray. Without being aware of it, your newspapers were very near the truth when they spoke of mysterious invaders from Planet X. Am I going crazy? In fact, there was but one invader. It was I. I love this hyper-British production. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It, it was I. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yes, they abducted me, see? I did things to my genitals, yes. see? Uh, kidnapped my cows, uh, left some odd crop circles. I'm in an my alien fields. on your world trying to prevent cataclysm, and I'm bored as hell. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like this, the whole cast is British, which makes it like when like something alarmingly like ancient and sexist <laughs> comes out, I... I Sorry, like no one's ever going to talk at a podcast about cosmic there? monsters uh, as much as I'm <laughs> yeah. going. To. And have you, British people never get abducted by aliens. <laughs> you have to live in like Idaho or some shit. That's... Nobody British ever gets fucking abducted by aliens. I mean, there was a thing I was reading about how like the creation of the internet and uh, available cameras cut down the UFO sightings and abduction reports because just like bullshit. You were drugged and raped by your friends, Jethro. That's what happened. <laughs> Have you guys no, seen no... the disclosure? No. Disclosure has happened. What? Yes. The, the U- Michael Douglas movie? No. The United States Navy <laughs> has, dis- oh, has disclosed. Because of the Blink-182 bassist. Yeah. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really that is. dude quit Blink-182. Well, I am lost. It's true. Homeboy <laughs> uh, Tom DeLonge yeah. quit Blink-182 to start a UFO. Like It's called like To the Stars. He's a a U- UFO he's institute. He's a ufologist. And like, last year, he posted videos of UFOs. And the government response was hysterical because its response was along the lines of like, uh, those are real, but you weren't supposed to see that. So yes. we have no further. <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have no. We have no further response. Yeah. And like, they confirmed their authenticity. Yeah, and, and like, what? you know, they're not spaceships or flying saucers. And but you, they, we don't know what they are. We confirm. You that hear the there. pilots like, "What the fuck is yes. this? I can't follow this." Mm-hmm. And it's from it's from the 2010s. Yes, their videos from the 2010s. And it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, like Great Britain, because Rendlesham Air Force Base mm-hmm. in Great Britain recently had a uh, UFO encounter. Did they really? They did. Uh, I think it was in 2015. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be uh, too wrong. So look it up. Among, Rendlesham Air Force uh, Base UFOs. Among the stuff I search for. And I try not to be too offensive here. Like I worked at a Chinese restaurant forever. And they got a satellite feed <laughs> mm-hmm. to show us Ooh, Chinese, I this story, Chinese news. Ahead. And and 
I'm, I'm, I remember I'm, I'm there like reading a fucking PSM. It's like the early 2000s. And, and, and Michael, his very American name for the Chinese restaurant owner, <laughs> uh, is like, hey, Chris, look, I found Alien. I'm like, what? And I look at, and I can't, it's not subtitled. I can't see what's happening. They're not showing you pictures, but the news is talking. He's like, they found Alien. I'm like, yeah, they found Alien again. <laughs> like they, they like like what do you mean again? Is like this has happened like three or four times in China. They have seen UFOs and found aliens, and and I'm like, what? I, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, no, it happened. It happened last Christmas. It happened mm-hmm. before, and I don't have all the information I need to read. But yeah. this very much happened to me, and I'm watching Chinese news, which I'm being assured either it's this one guy fucking with me, but. Guess what? China doesn't upload its shit to YouTube, especially back then. Russia also has a lot of, I forget what they call it, is a word for activity of shit falling from space, basically. Um, you know about the Tunguska event? Tunguska, huh? yeah. yeah. Is that the, 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 the black pilots? I watched no. X-Files. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the oh, Tuscaloosa. Tuskegee. In, no, Tuskegee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this Sorry. is a big point in X-Files, I think. Oh, yeah? yeah. It's, it's, it's really happened, and it's one of my favorite things ever. Um, when was it? Early 20th century? Mm-hmm. I want to say. I think oh. it was early 20th century. Like the 1900s um, in Russia. Something happened. And it looks like a super massive entity crashed into the earth. Knocking down trees for miles and miles and miles. Kicking up dust. Uh, it made a sound that was audible on the British Isles, and this was in the middle of the um, uh, Siberian. And Jared, Jared Harris covered that shit up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. We mustn't speak about this Russian event. <laughs> it was a, it's a huge, huge thing, and like it was audible like all over Europe, mm-hmm. and it, like just miles of trees just like knocked down as if something rolled by, and then left a huge indentation in the ground. And well, we just have no idea at all. There, there's a that's like a whole podcast or a whole essay. The idea oh, that like yeah, we could everyone change. is looking to the sky and assuming there's something else out there. Mm-hmm. And during World War II into the 1950s, they're doing all these air. T- Sam and I were talking about I think the Area 51 uh, Naruto run raid that yeah. went splendidly. Reddit, by the way, like <laughs> so glad you got to the bottom of that. Uh, but like Area 51, like all that shit is like World War II testing that like they mm-hmm. would prefer you speculate aliens rather than leak what this yeah, probably military is. technology yeah. military yeah. technology yeah. with stuff like uh Tunguska, um yeah rocks hit the earth sometimes yeah definitely. usually they burn no, up. apparently like shit, yeah. shit but, from I mean, space falls every day shit falls to the earth sure do you mm-hmm. recall like i think it was a little more than 10 years ago and i remember seeing this on like the fucking daily show or something like that and there's like uh one of those dash cam cameras of a guy that like a meteor or something fell like in russia somewhere. yeah oh, yes. and there's a guy and it it's funny because like the guy all he does is just lower his sun visor as the meteor is <laughs> coming in and you can see it on the dash cam i it, it's really funny it's just like him driving Driving, there's a meteor crashing in front of him, and he just like lowers the sun visor. Silently. A little bit. So yeah, I, I but, yeah, well, what I wanted to say though is like yeah, stuff falls out of space, mm-hmm. and if you have a lot of UFO sightings and whatnot in the U.S. or Russia, well, those are two countries that historically fly a lot of experimental Very secret true. aircraft. Also China. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're not yeah. hearing so, a lot of that yeah. shit from the Congo. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, and and, and, and it's the same here. But like, it helped fuel all those beliefs, especially here of like Area 51 houses aliens. I, Brett Spiner told me 
a movie. <laughs> but I got the reference. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. That's, that's my favorite Brad Spiner. Right wait, wait, so, but uh, this is all indulgent. I watched this whole movie, Cosmic Monsters, or the strange, mysterious people from Planet X, and just I just wanted to highlight a couple of clips. This is neither here nor there for Planet X, but it's just like the first time a woman appears on screen, uh, it's to help the doctors, and I love their fucking James Mason-esque accents saying the most horrific, sexist things. Okay. Like, oh, everyone would be fired. Yeah. Oh, Gil, this is Brigadier Cartwright from the Ministry. How do you do, sir? How do you do? This is Gil Graham, Brigadier, my chief assistant. He's from McGill in Canada. A fine university. Thank you, sir. My other assistant was injured. We're expecting another one today. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry I've forgotten. I was to tell you your new assistant is a woman. A woman? You must be joking. Oh, it has to be joking. I'm afraid not. There's no one else available to operate this computer of yours. But a uh, woman, this is preposterous. This is highly skilled work. She's very highly qualified, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know the type. <laughs> I was expecting to actually Ugh. see a woman. I never actually did. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, like, it's this the, is gunnery sergeant tits malore. It's like it's like <laughs> this is that nineteen seventeen moment of like get a witness, like we're escalating tension by saying, Be afraid, a woman is operating the computer. <laughs> a woman, you must be This is man's you must work. Be Are you joking. crazy? I operate I update my own Pinterest. And I, <laughs> I know the the uh, audience can't see it, but the look on this guy's face, who's announcing of the woman, is so smarmy. I just want to punch this he's guy. He's right so now. smarmy and sad, and everyone else is incredulous. Like, yeah, I guess, like times they are a change. In like women. the one guy is just like, laughing, and the other guy is just pissed. And the guy telling him is just like, <laughs> yes, you're stuck with the woman. <laughs> so I, again, uh, this is all indulgent to me, just because I watch this whole thing. But because it's like it's it's. There are certain. Hey. Uh, there are certain. I love atomic era, sci-fi era, yes. black and white because they're everyone's so afraid of everything. Uh, yeah. And there was I forget this this one atomic movie where like this guy accidentally like picks up an atomic bomb and goes through an airport, but everything he touches is contaminated. It's like it's this low budget movie that's all about the search for a bomb. Hmm. And is it's that kiss me? Is that kiss me deadly? No, that black and white movie. No, 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 okay. no. It was like I was like I swear I I was house sitting for someone with big cable, and it's something I found on Brigham Young University's on demand channel because wow. they yeah they have a bunch of like sanitized Christian sketch comedy shows, and then they wow. have like ancient movies from the 1950s that are like upresed, fucking beautifully. And I have never had access to anything like that again. And, uh, and the last thing. I'll play from this movie because it makes me, it, it tickles me to no end. Well, well, just just like I don't hate this movie. It's not bad, and it's uh, it's it's once again it's the uh, uh, the man from Planet X, and the alien lands not unlike um, the day the Earth stood still or First Contact. Mm -hmm. Just like hey, we noticed you're doing some shit that like you don't really understand, so we're gonna send a representative from our alien nation down here to kind of like hey, maybe maybe don't do that. And uh, it's it's a long clip, but it's like it also has like I had just seen Cats when I watched this movie, and I am like, is this a? I don't know where Cats got any of its terminology from. That Cats movie, by the way, we've done this on previous podcasts. Are they going to say something jellicle? You tell me. All right. You seem to be a remarkably well-informed man, Mister Smith. He's an alien. Please go on. There is also another danger. The danger of radioactive rays. Well, we're not using any radioactive materials. I know that. But not all radioactive particles are man-made. There is another source. Yes, that's true. They're cosmic rays. They bombard us constantly. But uh, 
they do little apparent harm. Because you are shielded from all but the harmless ones by the ionosphere, the, the so-called heavy side layer. That's true, this is true. Where the cats go? Sodium, for example, never normally reach the Earth. Yes, that's true, but uh, that I don't quite follow you. Mr. Graham, the ionosphere could be affected by magnetism. It could be bent or fractured. But surely the ionosphere is 50 or 60 miles up? And ships at sea 80 miles away were affected by your experiment. Don't you see? If at the points of maximum strength of your field, the heaviside layer had been temporarily fractured or pulled down movie. close to the Earth, heavy and possibly dangerous cosmic rays could have reached the Earth's surface and may have affected many people in strange ways. How do you mean? I mean they may have been driven mad. The human beings who may have been affected by the rays will probably all die, though not before they may have killed many people. But there is something else. It would normally take many years for any change to become apparent in the human race or in animals with a long gestation period. But what of the quick breeders, the insects? Insects? Oh, mon dieu, no! The woman hates spiders. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I was initially, I'm watching this and like hit with Chernobyl vibes. And yes, like, that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Everyone, like, everyone you expose to this dumb shit that you didn't know what you're doing is fucked. But also, it's a black and white 1950s sci-fi movie, so giant insects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to film giant, we're going to put, we're going to put a tarantula on a HO scale model of a house. And <laughs> that is eventually where the movie goes with everything. But he's not like... That's from the 1950s and like, dude, sound science. Dude, like, it is. Yeah. Like, not bad. Yeah. I've never heard the ionosphere called the heavy side layer. I have only heard the heavy side layer in fucking cats. Because yeah. that's where really? you want to murder huh. the chosen one to be sent to. You saw oh, the movie with us, Drew. Right. It's a cult movie. It's a movie about a death cult. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. And, 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 and uh, oh, wait, I didn't even play. Uh, so, like, uh, in, in terms of pop culture, Planet X. Just wanted to rattle a, a couple of these off. Oh, I don't know. Man, there's a hung. I went down a rabbit hole of Hungarian animation, like uh, oh. Henry the Hippo. Dude, this shit looks nuts. But a Cat City uh, is uh, about mice on Planet X. Of like, the crawl says uh, they are facing humiliation and apocalypse. Like, so both. Humiliation. <laughs> Not both. Uh, a planet of mice being attacked by cats One on Planet X. Uh, these are all, I love surreal old animation. And um, I was like, well, what about Star Wars? And I found this thing and it took me like fucking 10 minutes. Like, I am reading asshole fan fiction mm. so why am i bothering with this disney not only struck this with the acquisition like yeah but i thought it was like popular star wars fan fiction was that planet x was discovered by the jedi way in the past because remember a long time ago in a galaxy right. far far right. away they eventually mm. made it to our solar system and discovered our planets and knew that there was a Planet X out there, but didn't want to reveal it to the Earth. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. I vaguely know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a fan fiction where the Star Wars universe discovers our galaxy. Yes, where it becomes the yeah. He-Man movie. Uh, oh, my God. The ship is at the mall now. Oh, and, but it, it, like this is in quotes. There's, it's, a, it's a planet with special abilities. We'll get to this in a second. Yeah. Uh, and we'll only act. Uh, this is all in quotes. We'll only... Uh, remain dormant and will act up when the great Jedi is born and will remain dormant until that time and leave people wondering what it will do and when it will become active. Mm -hmm. So in Star Wars, 
fan fiction. Why am I talking about this? I am sorry, dude. But my yeah. my absolute favorite thing, and I think this might have been my uh, true discovery of Planet X, comes from like I love explaining jokes from fifty years ago. So <laughs> Buck Rogers in the twenty first century. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's what Daffy Ducks Duck Dodgers in the twenty fourth and a half yeah. century is. And in this cart, this wonderful Chuck Jones cartoon, uh, I love. The- I love Chuck Jones space stuff. It's where all the Marvin the Martian stuff comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the super nineteen fifties mm-hmm. uh, like Art Deco versions of space that they're just like uh, hovering red roads everywhere along the planet. Yeah. I love it. Yes. And uh, Daffy Duck leading me to believe there's a Planet X. And now, then, eager young space cadet, here is the course we shall pursue to find Planet X. Starting from where we are, we go 33,600 turbo miles due up. Then west in an astro arc deviation to here. Then following the great circle, seven radio lubes south by down east. By astro astro <laughs> to here, here, and here. Then by space navigo compass to here, here, and then to here, and here. By 13 point strato cumulus bearing four million light years and thus to our destination. Now do you know how to reach planet X? Oh sure. This is a lot, a lot of visuals, but it's why old cartoons are better Dude, because yes, this is I a, love this stuff. Me like, too. Like, yeah, I'm looking at yeah, this. Yeah, like, Jones, oh, I love this. But, but like, it's a it's a big, long, lavishly animated chalkboard gag. Yeah, and the joke is like, how could Porky get this? I made this too complicated. Mm-hmm. And I could go in a ton of Looney Tunes history. I, Porky is the remember we talked. Porky is the original Looney Tune. Who was then sidelined because everyone else became more famous? Mm. Uh, Daffy Duck, you could do more with him than Bugs Bunny. You could put yeah. him in a spacesuit and yeah. have him be an asshole hero. And Chuck Jones uh, loved this cartoon and they wanted to make another one, but this is like in the 1950s at the, about the end of theatrical animation. There's this whole huge history of like wanting to do more Duck Dodger stuff. And they eventually got to do a TV special that yeah. is like lost to time where they made another Duck Dodger. There's only one Duck Dodgers episode? Short cartoon yeah but then they made a they made a series for cartoon network oh, okay and i was about the, to say didn't they do they did a, a reboot well, in my because, time like, sam you recognize sam doesn't love old cartoons but you recognize yeah i've these seen outfits. all i've seen pretty much every like major looney tunes yeah the whole body of left an indelible mm-hmm. mark visually on people yeah. ev- like i know i've seen this like, so i just l- haven't seen it in a long time i want to assume little boys are all and even yeah. little girls are all ex- obsessed with sci-fi and like there's not a lot of looney tunes that deal with that there's three marvin yeah. the martian cartoons You're right yeah. and and like and everything we have are like is referenced from those three cartoons because there just wasn't a lot of sci-fi shit before Star Wars. I don't know what thesis I'm going for now. But the idea, like, like they wanted to follow it up. Chuck, the, the Looney Tunes team wanted to follow it up. Everyone wanted to see more. And we finally got a, a Duck Dodgers series. There's, right. There's a, in uh, the 2000s, it ran for three seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Duck Dodgers game. Because, like, yeah, if you're going to put the Looney Tunes in a game, this is fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking perfect for that. I love this cartoon. And... Uh, I collect animation and I hadn't bought the standard definition. This is, again, a bad plug and we'll bore the fuck out of you guys. I hadn't bought the uh, Essential Daffy Duck DVD collection. Like, mm-hmm. eh, this is a bunch of Daffy Duck cartoons I already own in my Blu-rays and my higher price sets. I don't need it. But what I didn't know is that, and I'm telling you guys now, if you care about this, it is a great Duck Dodger set. Really? It has that cartoon made in the early 80s that was a follow-up to this. 
It has uh, another short made in the 2000s. Basically, everything Duck Dodgers ever did is in the special features of the shit. Like, I was just looking at, like, I already own all these cartoons. Yeah. And I didn't look in the special features. And I feel old talking about DVD <laughs> special features because they don't exist anymore. I know. I and know. It's, it always amazes me how old this stuff is. Yeah. Like, the newest incarnation I recall was that Wishing Well mashup they did. Do you remember that one? No, tell me more, sweetie. I think it was like they would they would be throwing stuff into like a wishing well, and then but they would be like recapping episodes. Oh, of, yeah. Oh, fantasy yeah. Island. I do it was a Fantasy that. Island parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, that uh, was like the newest thing I think we got as like kids. It was Daffy the, Duck the as the stuff Ricardo like, Montalban and Speedy Gonzalez as Hervé Villachez. I know how old I sound, but this <laughs> happened before I was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it's like Fantastic Island. I. The repackaging of Looney Tunes, well, I think it, I'm not shitting on modern animation because I think it's funnier and more well-written than mm-hmm. ever, but they do lack the resources. That chalkboard gag, you will never see any Cartoon Network mm-hmm. character move with that kind of fluidity right. or like turn around in the middle of writing something. Like they just, there's not the budget for that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because I know how hard this shit is to do, or at least I like to think I do, yeah, but it's I'm like, not, it's so different than what you get now. I don't yeah. like to think of myself as like an exclusively nostalgic person, but I love these old cartoons because like they, they made so much money. They are very expensive, and they, that money is never afforded to animation unless it's a theatrical movie. Right, right. And it almost never happens, or unless you're Green Eggs and Ham on fucking Netflix, which yeah. costs I think six million dollars an episode. Is the last traditionally animated thing I think to like put money into. Like, we want this to look wow. like a fucking old movie. And it's Green Eggs, and I can't, as an adult, watch a whole season of a sixteen-page book. Yeah. Is it I a have season? Enough... Really? Yes, it's, oh yes. my god! Chris Pratt and Michael Douglas as the the curmudgeon. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Sam, I am, which I'm sure is a name you hate. You probably got called out a shitload as a kid. Yeah, I got my mother right. still refers to you. <laughs> you it's was, okay. He <laughs> still does. Your mom's how right. Sam I am. <laughs> Shut up, mom. Go back in your go back in your coffin. <laughs> uh, but but like. Yeah, the uh, the Duck Dodger stuff was was exclusively looking for Planet X, and now I wanted to get to the the bad part about being Planet X mm. that it because it is undefined mm. and it is not a physical thing that we can science can point to. I ran when I do a Google search on Planet X, and you can see a what's wrong with uh, a what Planet X is, and a what's totally wrong with YouTube because it's all <laughs> a bunch of conspiracy theories. Yes. About Planet X. Yes. Or Nerebu. And then like the fourth one is like a NASA scientist. Like a little girl wrote to me about this. And I can't believe this kind of disinformation is out there. That Planet X. Oh God, I have to get to my book report again. Um, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, It is kind of one of my favorite space conspiracies. (laughs) Oh God. The Nibiru cataclysm. The idea that Earth will collide with Planet X. A planet. Yeah. That is hidden from our view, no but is time. constantly moving closer to us. Definitely going to happen. Happened you, before? <laughs> when? <laughs> to the dinosaurs? Uh, I'll get into it in a minute. She, uh, and I, hate, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't want to make fun of this lady because she has a weird oh, I history. Know you're talking about. Yeah. Nancy Lieber, uh, she know. started the Zeta Report. Um, oh. And this is the, the issue with like conspiracy theory fans and... 
Mm-hmm. Like Planet X like, will, will anything you look up about that lady. I know who you're talking about. Yes. I didn't recall her name, but like anything you look up, it, still, like implies that she is out to lunch. She still gets mainstream news coverage. Like the the Sun, as of this year, has a report on this theory and planet, which oh, is yeah. like easily discreditable by your own eyes. Yeah. And and like and if you go through the past, like she predicted <laughs> the Zeta aliens were talking to her. Yeah. And I know that sounds nuts, but dude, oh, it's all true. Decades of people have listened to her. <laughs> this made, like, uh, I think I'll get to this eventually. But like in 2012, remember when they're like, "The Earth is going to end today," and we're all like, "Oh, you silly Christians!" But they were on fucking television, and like billboards in San Francisco were bought saying, "This is the date the world's going to end. You better get your shit together." <laughs> and that was all based on Planet X. Yeah, and and, and it got the Zeta report supposedly was supposed to. Incl- Collide with Earth in 2003. You spoiler, that didn't happen. Yeah, or did it? That, that didn't happen. So you Nancy, can't prove it didn't happen. Nancy goes dormant for a little while, and then it was then she. Uh, it, it, after that, it became intertwined with the 2012 Mayan prediction mm-hmm. that this will definitely happen as a doomsday prophecy, and uh, and then allegedly failed to happen. And as of 2017, it became prophesized again, getting mm-hmm. literal mainstream media coverage not just let's make fun of this kook like the idea that like once the christians become involved it it's like real it, it's yeah it, i'm sorry like i respect your religion all that but the idea that like i believe it so it's definitely real i mean yeah, it is the strangest sort of obsession this like end of the world apocalypse stuff mm-hmm. if ever there was a cause for denialism, you would think it would be that. And we deal with all this shit with like climate change and people's denialism with that. But it's just so bizarre that like people are obsessed with this. And there's not even corporate money behind this. Right. Yeah. The Koch brothers aren't pushing a planet X colliding with earth. And then colliding with earth, getting close enough to like gravitationally fuck with us. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. that would be cataclysmic. Oh, absolutely. If if a non-visible planet became came close enough to be even non-visible it would totally fuck yeah up it would alter oh, it would absolutely. alter your understanding of what a day or a year looks like it yes. would make the planet hotter or colder yeah. or depending It'd on what side out it came of in orbit on. the yeah. years would be different see yeah um uh, the the where I was getting at with the uh, it happened before is like that is kind of a creation story and okay. among some of the conspiracy theorists where because there's a lot of parallels with the creation stories that we are left with. I mean, it's like if you can accept instance, the Big Bang, I can understand like well the planet collided and yeah yeah like they 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 think that it came and didn't collide but it came close either close enough oh, for like airborne. Um, uh, pre-life cells, if mm-hmm. you will, came or it like brushed, and we we actually got some germs. We we shared germs. So whoa, they think that yeah, the the some of what started life on Earth brushed off with the close encounter oh, with this X. planet, and like in the creation story of Christianity, we were created in their image. And like, so we are like this half monkey, half alien hybrid. And it's also ties into like Mount Olympus and like what happened to Mount Olympus. And why was that part of it? Because there used to be this other planet where the gods lived. Dumb bullshit. And and everyone who believed in it is dead. Um, Oh, you mean all religion? (laughs) (laughs) I I very much respect your religion. Just uh, keep it out of my school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Keep it, keep it out of my school. Uh, 
but I love that this woman mm-hmm. who's been followed for years has a her own YouTube channel. Now this is she's predates YouTube, been mm-hmm. followed for years, has been wrong three times with a date, and people haven't given up on her theories. It's only been three times. Like how it's only been three times. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? People get if if I predict that that uh, hey. Zelda doesn't get game of the year at the game awards, I get tweets for an eternity. Like <laughs> this, this woman's never called on her shit. This is true of like any doomsayer person that you yeah. know. They're constantly wrong they only have to be right once and once they're right they're completely validated and i, I don't want to make fun of this woman i do believe no it's clear she something may have happened to her and then she it's i think <sighs> it's a way of coping with an anxiety um no no i mean like she might have succumbed to an act like a oh uh, an act like, of trauma that's not right it's okay. something we shouldn't make fun of no right yeah, yeah, i mean right, it right, could have right, like, been a legitimate no. head injury or something right. as a human being who will presumably expire one day mm-hmm. and i have to live every day of my life with, with that knowledge you know and like so what would i rather believe here and now that some glorious thing is going to take us all out or I'm going to die alone in a hospital bed. <laughs> I mean, like it doesn't get too Every, hard to start believing some bullshit is, when you mm-hmm. consider reality. Yeah, that is fishing for a purpose to your life. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, that is an astonishing yeah. thing. Like, and I was talking to some psychologists about like fucking, uh, you know, like school shooters and stuff. It's like, that is a weird form of like a, not suicide, but what they consider a heroic suicide. Sure. And, but even all humans have the, like, I will be around for the end times because I'm part of the important I'm generation. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm important, important enough to witness life, the end of the not? world yes. yeah. because I'm very important. The mm-hmm. reality is the world will continue but yeah. The, yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people yeah. that died of tuberculosis right. in 1905. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not me. Nope. I'm not going to be some I'm useless bastard. I'm not going to die of the, the coronavirus or the Modelo virus. It's even yeah. more insidious. I'm going to die on the toilet. Death of kings. Yeah, I'm I'm going to witness the end times and there is innately in all of us like we want to go out like that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to die of disease or old right. age. We want to witness a cataclysm. Mm-hmm. And and that's why like even I like uh this this shit scared me, and I didn't want to play any of this stuff on the show because I, I worry about this person's mental stability and like, mm-hmm. and to, even to even if she's not pre-existingly cuckoo, <laughs> to constantly concern yourself with something like this is detrimental to your mental health. Sure, like the the idea that like delusions, you know, having right. the delusion yeah. of a plan. This is an update after one of uh, one of her failed predictions, and I just wanted to play a little piece of it. Oh. Because it's Planet X, baby. Oh, yeah. Or Nurubu, Nibiru, or whatever it's Nibu. called. Nabu. Trade Federation. Why did Planet X not appear earlier on the stereo ahead, but now is doing so? Because the Earth is pulling far to the left, trying to evade Planet X, placing Planet X further to the right in line of view. Zeta Talk, December 5th, 2009. She posits... The planet is here and ready for, to make cataclysmic approach, but has remained hidden by the solar ray. It's not over, even though like mm. everything she predicted is wrong. And a ton of people, this video has 20,000 views, more than a lot of the shit on the Laser Time YouTube <laughs> channel, which is almost better. I'm in the wrong line of work. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've disappeared in this dark 
portion of YouTube, like the mm. conspiracy stuff. Well, I try not to. I've deliberately. I forced myself to watch some Varg Bickerness videos once or twice. Was that the fucking death yeah. metal guy? Yeah, the the the, mur- the fascist murderer who yeah. is in love with himself. That's the one. That's crazy. You should not do that. <laughs> don't do that. No, that guy was. I nuts. would not recommend that. Ever, I've read books and seen documentaries like I could imagine. I, know, I have friends who idolize that fucker, and he, I hate them now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that I think where we stand now, Planet X again is something Caltech researchers are like in. Fifty years, we might see the emergence of yeah. Planet X, and then it will be fucking meaningless to our existence. <laughs> if they find it, it will be yeah. right yeah. because we've been here. Or, I mean, this planet has been here for billions of years. Mm-hmm. So, if it is out there, it's not going to have. Any I guarantee empty. There's some big ass rocks out there. Some of <laughs> yeah. them are close. I'm not saying something and can't. Some like, of them are far. Yeah, I'm not saying something can't come collide with the Earth, but oh, it's yeah, not yeah. like some planet that's been rotating around and, and for it's, years. Right. it's definitely not someone who had a fucking geocity site predicting it with no instruments yeah yeah but, but like that's the idea is uh, planet x is uh it's no longer a pop culture term it's a hugely scientific term mm-hmm. or it's a crazy conspiracy theorist term yeah that's what i think is nuts because for it wasn't me growing up it was me growing up consuming 1950s 60s entertainment mm-hmm. planet x was just an acceptable location for aliens to come from or for human beings to land on and now its existence mm-hmm. is like let's be honest boring science or horrifying <laughs> diluted conspiracy theories that's yeah. so fucking nuts i can't think of anything else like <laughs> that at all like we have a like valhalla and shangri-la those don't belong those don't belong in the areas of like conspiracy theories right uh, but this but they do this it probably does, yeah. but I think this is the deepest I dug into. Like, there was something about the lo-fi nature of these old, terribly edited, horribly mic'd YouTube videos that was like horrifying and like this, like scarier than anything I've seen on television in forever. And I don't believe them, but I fell into it. And we, we talk about the dangers of YouTube, and Sam and I talk about that off the air a little bit. Mm. That, that that yeah, like it is compelling. Like your kids could. Look into this, and that the, there's a Planet X. The third result is a NASA scientist, like a little girl, asked me about what she was just talking about the Nibiru conspiracy that Planet X will come in line with Earth and either collide or change the gravitational pull. And he's like, I, as a scientist, I can only say <laughs> there's no evidence for this. As yeah, a person, yeah. fuck this bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, why do I have to answer professionally to I shit know. like this? A little girl sending me this note. <sighs> And, and, and so that, that sort of bums me out. Planet X, a place that was replete with technological wonder and, and, and new alien life forms yeah. and space travel is now the realm of conspiracy and lies and horror. Yeah. Like, that's a big bummer. And, like, space conspiracies in general, I both love because, like, I think we all know they're sort of... Oh, yeah. They're not just bullshit, but, like, they're inconsequential. Amazing. If a planet comes amazing. hurtling towards Earth... It's not a lot I can do. Sure. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not a lot I can do. I have no, a, yeah. I have an underground bunker and I have a lot of ramen, but that's not going to save me. You got some Ram Don cooking down there? Hell yeah. I do. I do. I have my parasite cake. <laughs> oh, download the recipe right into my phone. Yeah. Got it even in the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that that is it. And I, I hope this was mildly interesting for you guys. Because this is just a rabbit hole I went down. I fucking love uh, it. Just because, like, yeah, Planet... Like, I would write short stories with Planet X in it because like 
you know what the I truth don't think is? Of something. The truth is, Planet X, Planet X is where the Anunnaki come from, and they are the lizard people that came here and bred with the pre-human, pre-ape progenitors and made white people. So, that's a fact. Where did this bullshit come from? <laughs> I, I, was that real? No. Oh, that's a that's a real theory. That like, yeah, that Planet X is where the white the Aryan race came from, and started and, mixing and that's, with that's all the. So yeah, yeah, weird yeah, yeah, yeah. that Planet X became a variable term for science that we Dude. don't want to apply. But then Planet X also it's, for conspiracy theories became an adopted term yeah. when like our planet sounds too stupid. Right. We'll just call it Planet X because we don't really know what it is and they've never seen it. It's become a va- vessel for fascism. I guess like it's, everything it's else crazy. in today's age, but like, <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, like, leave my, leave my Survive Planet X alone. Survive Planet X, uh, subscribe to Donald Trump's YouTube channel. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least the fascists have not taken Star Trek yet. <laughs> oh, and that's, sorry. Oh, they will not. I, I lured Sam. They don't understand I think it. Sam was a little podcasted out and I lured him in here with Star Trek. <laughs> oh, so honey, honey, listen to me. Uh, Planet X <laughs> is also a crossover with Star Trek and the X-Men. There is a, there is a Star Trek comic that I think came out in 2004 with the, uh, uh, not no, no uh, Kirk and Spock, where they meet the X Men because Paramount had a comics line for a very short period of time. But there is a novel which none of us will ever read. Mm. That is, yeah, I'm gonna say no. That is Next yeah. Gen and the X Men to where like Wolverine and fucking Colossus, uh, led by Storm, end up being beamed into the Enterprise because because the uh, uh, they're witnessing a planet going through uh, mutation events. That somehow the X Men are the only people who can inform the Picard's crew hmm. of what's what's about to happen, and it's literally set after First Contact. <laughs> wow! And it and it's it's but it has to involve time travel, right? Because everybody no, Starfleet it, is from Earth, not so. time travel, uh, specifically dimensional rifts. Okay, because it's All not right. just that. And comics do 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 this, and I know I said do do uh-huh. the, the <laughs> idea that like uh, it's not just that. X Men aren't just the past of Star Trek; mm-hmm. they're in a different universe. Than right? Star Trek. Okay. They can't occupy. They can't. Yeah, be... I, I've I've seen the Chris Pine movies. I accept the, <laughs> the whole like multi dimensional well, thing. Starfleet is hey. in San Francisco, and so is Utopia, where the X Men live. So yeah. like. Mm-hmm. You can't have them both in the same timeline. No, they you have can't. to come from a different. But I'm dimension. saying I True. accept the multi-dimensional thing. It, yeah, the, the Kelvin timeline thing it works. It's yeah, the, it the works. most notable thing They're about the that only book, ones who can, who can get away with it though. The, the most notable thing about the book, which is called Planet X, uh, which is a great name for a Star Trek X Men crossover, mm-hmm. and is how big <laughs> X Men used to be before they were subjugated by the awful Fox deal. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's they're led by Storm, who kind of has a crush on Picard. Oh, I was going to ask about the shipping. And in '98 notes the similarities between Picard and Professor Xavier. And that's uh, that's why it's, wow. it's, it's famous uh, for people who haven't read so it. Because... I, I will say I absolutely love it. I love the concept, but there's no way in fuck I'm ever going to read it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm not reading... Yeah. I'm not reading something with no a pictures. Storm, Picard, no, will I'm, they, I, won't I, they? Sign me up. Why would I read a book I, about the X-Men? I no, read a book... I, I just don't... <laughs> I read a book. I do not read media novelizations. It's just not my thing. I read one in my life, and it Me was too. Dick Tracy. I read uh, The Death of <laughs> right Superman, after... <laughs> and I'll never do that again. Like, why didn't you just turn this to a comic book, you assholes? Yeah. Yeah. Hire an artist. Yeah, Dude. I've read zero Star Wars novelizations. It's just not my thing. They're it's not just, that great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the, the comic, uh, Star Trek, it, that's really fun. I love Star Trek crossovers because the nature of Star Trek... Leaves it open. Yeah, yeah they could like always my favorite open, is Star yeah. Trek meets Planet of the Apes, 
and, and, oh, and just that like good. Dana Gould writes the foreword and is just like they came about at the same time, but Star Trek is aspirational and Planet of the Apes is really nihilistic and yes. defeatist. Charlton Heston, Earth was better than you. <laughs> you don't. Everything was better. Love making with no love. Pashaw. Yeah. Whereas Picard, like, or yeah, Kirk, beardless God. sex. It was so awesome. They clash because they come. Uh, sorry, this is neither here nor there, but yeah, there is a. Uh, but, but Planet X exists in the Marvel Universe and Star Trek and technically from fandom uh, Star Wars. Uh, it has a place oh. there. and So basically it's a portal to all of our fandoms and all we have to do is build a spaceship and get there. We can all live with our superheroes. <laughs> right. And outside <laughs> of the conspiracy theorem, like it should be a neat thing that we ascribe to a thing we aspire to find. That's cool, right? Oh, yeah. Stay, uh, stay hungry for stay knowledge. <laughs> like always be learning. <laughs> and, like, and with that go and listen to the lightning episode if yes. you want more of this this silliness i do appreciate you guys following me down this like uh just i loved uh, it uh I, this is where i live welcome to my realm i mean like i do want to do more shows about conspiracy theories but like oh yes the nature of the internet fucking bugs me now where there's no fucking truth well, and maybe shining some light on it will prevent some of your noble listeners from straying down a path, being mm-hmm. enticed by fun stories about space racists. <laughs> it's enticing. It's enticing shit. It sounds dope until they get to the fascism part. So right. we, we can shed some light so they'll know when they see it, don't fuck with that. It's bullshit. Right, because, I mean, this all was so harmless back in the day. Like, right. Like, these conspiracies, and then now we have a president that utilizes Remember in the them. 90s? There is no truth. Trust me. Yeah. I'll beat up everyone. You can't like, be a conspiracy theorist anymore. It's not fun. It's scary, and it's sad. Yeah. It's... And it used like, to be a joke, like, Byron yeah. D. LeBeckworth, racist of the year, 3,000. And now they're <laughs> tweeting it live as they're doing it. Like, it's you fucking... You engine boy, get off my property. <laughs> <laughs> a state anyway. reference in a Mr. Show reference. <laughs> That's why you listen to this show, because you're old. Uh, yes. But but patreon.com slash later time, you can hear more of us. Bonus time, Jeremy's been in a bunch, Sam has been in a bunch. Uh, hopefully we can do some more movie commentaries. I know Sammy likes doing those. Absolutely. Um, someday, dude, I want, I want to watch Dolomite with... Make everyone watch Dolomite. That movie is so it. fucking good that may no no not like... not my name is dolomite oh well oh. yeah the original is fine i loved <laughs> my name is dolomite that was one of my favorite movies of Much. last year yeah it's yeah. Uh, yeah fine fuck it like maybe i love tl's back on the fucker because uh, i want to uh, uh tl i'm plugging him but patreon.com slash laser time price of a burger and fries or all those five five dollars is what i'm saying i get a weekly exclusive show over 100 movie commentaries uh elm street nightmare other exclusive things to come uh, and hear more of Jeremy and Sam talking about more maybe personal stuff. We we try and st- stay topic focused here, but uh, yeah, we get a little sillier and weirder. Shit and, happens. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying I'm this is an insult. Guy. Jeremy and I doing a show together is like, man, we really are both ADHD, and yes. both of us together. Like <laughs> this topic <laughs> shifted every two minutes. I'm sorry. It, it's both. It's both of us. <laughs> like <laughs> both of us together. I like I like having Sarah here and like. Wait, like, what were wait. we just talking yeah. about? And like, ah, <laughs> I need someone like her. Here. We're the worst accountability <laughs> I, buddies. I need someone like her around. Sam will call me on that shit. Too, but thank you guys so much. Uh, Tweakalicious, people can find you there. Uh, Tweakalicious TV on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Streaming weird shit all uh, in a weirdest. funny way. Yeah, if you like history, especially. I'm a medieval fan, mm. medieval times. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. That's our next show. Like, uh, we were supposed to book a. Uh, eating venture at medieval times. Oh, shit. oh man. man! And I, I still really want to go because, like, Sign my only up. context of that is Jim Carrey. Oh man! <laughs> That's yeah. It. Real That's quick, it. funny story at the end. My buddy went to medieval times just recently. Was hit in the head with a horseshoe that flew off of a horse. <laughs> 
bleeding all down his head. Everybody's freaking out. He's so drunk. He said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Totally forfeited any sort of legal anything because he refused everything. And like, it, it, well, he accepted uh, like a voucher or something. What? Like he can't like sue because he accepted. I was uh, yeah. waffling about a mead. I yeah. can't be. Uh, I don't know why I looked this up air. recently, but there's like approximately only ten of those in the United States. Yeah. So there's Horses? like no medieval, medieval times. times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Sorry. like I think maybe one in Canada and then nine to a dozen in the U.S. Wow. And one of them is in like Orlando. Yeah. Not yeah. a fucking hey, jousting. Fucking sucks. Don't. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. That's kind of a dumb sport. It seems hurdy. Hey, do you think we can knock each other over in the thing that knocks us hey, over? Hey, buddy, I bet I can knock you off that horse rider. Yeah. I bet you I, bet you I could. <laughs> I'll knock you over harder and faster. Well, I'm going to have to expect your Lance. That is the most boring for Ford versus Ferrari movie about Lancers like you've oh, ever God. seen in your entire life. <laughs> we are done. LazerTimePodcast.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash LazerTime if you want to support us. We love you guys. I love you. Th- thanks so much for listening about Planet X. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Every point of our rocket theory has been established. It has proven that interspace travel is not only possible, but practicable. And it has supplied us with information which may well mean the salvation of our own world. No, gentlemen, the flight of the RXM was not a failure. Tomorrow we start construction of RXM-2.